This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You heard the tagline before we just started talking. That's all I can say. We got it next week. Prizes all week. Monday through Friday, tickets, tickets, tickets. Register to go get to see the Bears versus the Chiefs. Spa tickets for your wife. Movie tickets to Alamo Draft House. Booze tickets to Rye on the Plaza. All these places you got to do, and all you got to do is listen. Final hour of Out of Bounds on 610 Sports Radio. We're finally rubbing some people the wrong way, Nick Price. That's fine. Let me out of my cage, man. I'm sorry. Celebrate these people. Well, it's... Go that Not those people. Yeah. We talked about Kawhi Leonard earlier, and uh, we'll we'll get back to Kawhi, and we'll get to some other things that we saw last night. Is uh, today's interesting for me because it started off a little a little hot. I was a little hot today, starting off. I'm sorry. It's not anybody's fault. That's listening. It's just in house. And I was scrolling through Twitter as I was trying to cool off, and I saw this, and now there's a new odds. To win the national champion, not the national, the NBA championship next year. Obviously, you know who sits at the top, right? You don't. L.A. Clippers, plus 300. They're now the favorites to win the NBA championship in 2020 because of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. Paul George had a pretty good year last year, but now that he got away from Russell Westbrook, good for him. Tweet from James Taylor of or James Tyler from ESPN. I almost love the NBA free agency more than watching actual NBA games. I think that's how a ton of people feel. You are almost there, football fans. In fact, I believe we are now only like 49 days from college football's first game. I think yesterday was the 50-day mark, which means now today there's only 49 games. Which means the NFL season's right around the corner as well. Before you know it, Monday will be two months away, I believe, from the Chiefs versus Jaguars. I believe that game is September 8th. Mm. Monday is July 8th. So you'll literally be two months away. Something that I believe is not two months away, but two years away, is the pitching coming for the Royals. And you tell yourself, Dusty, come on, man. You're always talking about these kids in Northwest Arkansas. It's double A. I can't take it anymore. I keep seeing these Royals pitchers just pitch 55 pitches in two and a half innings. I can't stand this bullpen anymore. They keep blowing games. Last night's game lasted four hours and 40 minutes. I can't do it anymore. Stop talking about what might be coming or what is coming. But it is. We talked about Brady Singer a week ago, about how he is now the 42, number 42 prospect in MLB's top 100. He's cracked the top 50. And then last night, Jackson Kowar 
who was the starting pitcher for the Northwest Arkansas Naturals last night, well, he had himself a game. Jackson Kohar struck out seven over six and a third shutout innings to earn his first double-A win. Tyler Zuber notched a save. He's another guy that could possibly make some noise in the future when you think about the bullpen. And the Northwest Arkansas Naturals have won four straight games for the first time since April 18th through April 21st with a 3-1 victory over Tulsa last night. Jackson Coar and Brady Singer are the future. They are one and two when it will be on this Royals rotation. I get it. It's hard to wait, when, especially when you're in baseball. 162 games. Seems like forever. In fact, we just passed the halfway point in baseball a few days ago. But the chemistry that these two kids will bring from Florida, Coar and Singer, is going to be that wave that comes into Kansas City in 2020 at the end of the season, I believe. And then by 2021, that's where this team gets going. So hear me out. Because more than just pitching is going to come in 2021. This year has been interesting in the AL Central. The Twins lead it. The Cleveland Indians have been one of the hottest teams in baseball. And they're trending way up now this time of the season. Pitching's kind of coming around. Clevenger's there. Kluber. He's done. That team's starting to hit. They're making progress as this season continues. And then you have the Chicago White Sox, who everybody in Kansas City can't stand. But they're staying consistently inconsistent. They're up. They're down. They win games in dramatic fashion. They've got some guys on that team that are just absolutely potential studs. Their number one pitcher, Kupich, is hurt. He had Tommy John surgery last year. He was one of Major League Pipeline's top five prospects. Still might be. Still should be. Still is. And Kopich, when he comes around, and Giolito, when he comes around, that's their one and two. With that lineup with Mankato and Abreu and all those other young studs, Chicago should be around in two years. And when you look at this Kansas City Royals team, some of the pieces are here, right? Dozier, Mondesi, possibly Witt. I think Witt will be here, obviously, in 2021. But you look at what this team has, and you look at where this team is trying to go, and you see what's on the horizon when it comes to Singer and Coart, and you read what they do in Northwest Arkansas. And I believe that next year they should be in AAA to start the year especially if things continue to trend upwards and go well in double-A. Start the year off next year in triple-A. Now, I don't think the Royals will have close to 60 losses again next year when it comes to the All-Star break. You hope not. But they won't be that much better because that team that's supposed to get to the big leagues still isn't quite there, and the biggest vulnerable spot in this team has been pitching. 
you look at the offense, you look at the lineup, it seems pretty solid. Gordon's figured it out this year because some might say because it's a contract year. Jorge Soler is crushing. Whit Merrifield leads the league in hitting. Mondesi's back. He went three, I think I want to say he went like three for five last night with a double, triple, and a single. Had the go-ahead RBI in the 10th or the 11th. And it seems that the offense is getting that consistency of where they feel they should be. Dozier's there as well. And that's why when I look at it, it's not just pitching that's coming in 2021, but it's the ability that we can create something where this AL Central could get real sexy. And by sexy, I mean Royals and White Sox. I believe Cleveland will be extending their stay by then. Minnesota, I don't know if they'll continue to do this under Rocco Baldelli. But the trends for the White Sox and the twins trends for the Royals look real appeasing, look real fun. And like I've said, patience is a virtue. And I heard Vern, who was on for show and Vern with no show on Friday, say there are still some things you can watch this season. Maybe this season, a little bit later, you'll get the Bubba Starling show. And we'll see if it's worth it. Maybe this season they'll try the opener deal where they bring up Zimmer and Stallmont and show that. But in the future, in two years, when it's Singer, Coart, and Bubich, and if Bubich and Singer and Coart can be a 1-2-3 combo with maybe Keller and Junis on the inside of that with a bullpen that has been remastered, with other arms that could come up and support, with a lineup that still has some good, solid sticks in their AAA, AA affiliates. Boy, this AL Central could come down to the White Sox and the Royals and could be really sexy because it's already sexy when these two teams play. In fact, I'm going to go to almost every White Sox-Royals game at Kauffman Stadium that I could possibly go to because the Tim Anderson saga between the Royals is real. And when the Royals get better and they start trying to make a scene where they can actually take a lead in this division, it could get a lot more fun then. But AAA next year is where you hope to see Singer and Coart start the year. And then when they expand rosters at the end of that season and maybe they're ready to come up and get a little bit of experience because they pitch for a final month in the big leagues and you pitch every fifth day, maybe the Royals can get them about five to six starts under their belt and get them ready for that 2021 season. He turns 19 today and 19,000 people went and watched him last night. Hell, even a former president's gone out of his way to go watch this kid play. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. Back in on 610 Sports Radio, Dusty Like and Zick Price. This show is called Out of Bounds. Cody Tapp's pregame show comes up in just over 40 minutes here on 610 Sports Radio as he gets you ready for Glenn Sparkman versus Max Scherzer. Well, you couldn't talk about two polar opposites in careers. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe today it's David versus Goliath all over again. Maybe it's Glenn Sparkman showing up and striking out 12 and a half and Max Scherzer showing up and striking out 6.5. Yeah, right. 
I'll set the over under 11 and a half for strikeouts when it comes to Max Scherzer Day. That's my final one, 11 and a half. Follow me on Twitter, at Dusty Likens, if you don't think that that is an accurate number. Max Scherzer and the Royals today in Washington as they will pay tribute to the Montreal Expos. And Rex Hudler tweeted out, Vladimir Guerrero will be throwing out the first pitch. Ooh. You know where Randy Johnson started his career? Montreal. Mm -hmm. I believe. I just remember, like, seeing Randy Johnson's, like, rookie card. And I'm pretty sure it was, like, with a Montreal Expos uniform. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So did Pedro Martinez, if you remember that guy. Montreal Expos had a pretty good team back in the day. Had, like, Andres Galarraga, I believe. Vladimir Guerrero. Pedro Martinez. Good Lord. No longer exist. Kids these days will never understand the powerful team that was the Montreal Expos that then became the Washington Nationals. Speaking of some madness or what things people don't remember or appreciate, and mine is, I don't remember I was too young when Shaquille O'Neal was coming out of LSU and getting ready to be drafted by the Orlando Magic. Like, where I start remembering Shaquille O'Neal was when the Orlando Magic were playing against the Houston Rockets, I think, in the finals. Is that a... Yeah, that's a possibility. Where Orlando and Houston were facing each other in the finals, and they lost to the Rockets because they had Elijah Wan Drexler, and the Magic couldn't really hold up with Penny Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, Horace Grant. And I want to say they had... Brian Scott, who could shoot the three ball really good. And I remember Shaquille O'Neal kind of then, because I had a Penny Hardaway jersey. I was young, but I just knew Penny. Because Penny Hardaway had the little commercials with the little puppet that was played by Chris Rock. Um, I know, Nick Price, you weren't alive. But if you go look that up on YouTube, it's quite hilarious. Penny Hardaway, now the head coach at Memphis, who has a great recruiting class this year. Which Amazing. Makes you wonder. Yeah. Um. But today is Zion Williams' birthday. Turns 19 years old. And I would assume, again, I don't know if I'm being accurate, but I would assume with this Zion Williamson hype that this is similar to the Shaquille O'Neal hype. Because Shaquille O'Neal's young days, like at LSU, he dunked a ball and broke a, black, uh, broke a backboard. I was thinking of blackboard from college because that site's terrible. Mm-hmm. But when Shaquille O'Neal broke a backboard in college, I believe that was one of those things before, obviously, social media. But when it got played on ESPN or got played anywhere that people could see it, it was like, whoa. Yeah. Okay, this guy's 7'2". He's huge. He's unstoppable. He's going to be a force in the NBA for a lot of years to come. Did you just see my face a couple, like, 30 seconds ago? I was scrolling through Twitter here, and I saw Zion throw down right. a 360 dunk in warm-ups. I was like, oh, my. Yeah, and so yesterday, I was working the other job, and when I had a couple breaks, I'd go look at Twitter, and it was like, tonight on ESPN is Zion versus R.J. Barrett and their first pro debut in the Summer League. And I kind of thought to myself, okay, that's a big recruit. Well, the year before that, the biggest recruit in college basketball was Michael Porter Jr., who on the 4th of July, I read a Twitter uh, account that said he had another setback. Knee sprain, probably not going to play in the summer league. 
and going to miss some time. Michael Porter Jr., who was a number one recruit overall in college basketball, I think in 2017, mm-hmm. and then got hurt, went to Mizzou, the back issue, then still gets drafted in the first round of the NBA, misses all last year. Now he has another setback. And then I look at Zion Williamson, who was the number five recruit in 2018. R.J. Barrett, his teammate, was number one. They squared off last night. So, again, we look at local guys that get recruited. Michael Porter Jr. was one that went to Mizzou, number one. Zion, number five. And I've never seen this much hype, really, for a rookie since I want to say, like, LeBron. Like, LeBron had a lot of hype when it came to the NBA, obviously. We were watching LeBron in high school throw down for St. Mary St. Vincent. We saw this kid who was 18 years old who looked like a man amongst boys, and that's what Zion Williams was last year at Duke. And like we saw last year with Zion Williamson at Duke preseason, it was like, well, can he do this in the regular season against other athletes that got recruited heavily in the ACC in North Carolina, Virginia, all these other schools? Is he going to be able to play well in the Champions Classic if he plays against Michigan State, KU, or Kentucky? And the year goes on, and it didn't take long for him and R.J. Barrett to show everybody what a real alley-oop looks like, what it looks like to shake a rim with Zion Williamson. And then we get to Summer League NBA that doesn't mean anything, where everybody's hanging on the edge of their seat to see a four-hour and 40-minute Royals game. Just kidding. Or everybody's ready to watch a Summer League basketball game between Zion Williams and R.J. Barrett because two guys that were friends are now on opposite spectrums. One's in the Knicks, one's in New Orleans. And it was crazy to see this. Like, I get that the Lakers were playing first. And that's why you can say LeBron was there. My ass. LeBron was there to see those two kids play. Now, I know that LeBron James is the executive end-all, be-all of whatever it is in L.A. But everyone was there to see Zion Williamson. In fact, LeBron James, DeMar DeRozan, Anthony Davis, Lonzo Ball, P.J. Tucker, Torrey Craig, all sat courtside during Zion's warm-ups. And like Nick Price just said, you watched Zion Williamson do a 360 dunk in warm-ups. He threw a ball off the backboard and dunked it in warm-ups. If Zion Williams doesn't, well, Zion Williamson doesn't get in the dunk competition this year or doesn't do it, it'll be a bigger disappointment than Jorge Soler not doing the home run derby this year. Not only that, But if you want to keep riding on the Zion Williamson excitement, the Las Vegas Summer League has sold out last night. 17,500 seats for Friday's Pelicans versus Knicks Summer League game. 17,500. General admission day passes were being scalped for $80. Lower bowl ticket reselling for $400 plus and 1,000 media credentials had been issued which was a new record. Those are like tickets. Like, I've been to a couple games at Madison Square Garden, some Knicks games. Those are like the same price as actual Knicks tickets when the Knicks are bad. It's insane. And that's why I don't remember the Shaquille O'Neal hype. But this is what it kind of reminds me of, of what it is today in modern time. Because Zion Williamson, who is gigantic, who moves fast for his size and jumps absolutely out of a gym. It looked real impressive last night. In fact, there was one play that I tweeted about that I said, don't worry, if you missed it live, it'll be all over the Twitter sphere, Twitter sphere in a matter of seconds. And that was, there was a rebound that was brought down by Kevin Knox, 
who, by the way, if you remember him, he went to Kentucky, but he was really close to going to Mizzou with Michael Porter Jr., Mm -hmm. decided not to. And he steals the ball from Kevin Knox. Literally so strong that he steals it from him. Kevin Knox, maybe a little bit of a flop, falls to the ground. Zion Williamson steps to the side of him and dunks it with authority. So much so that the entire 17-5 plus the other 1,500 credential media people there lost their mind and the roof exploded. Again, I remind you, it was a summer league basketball game on July 5th. Sold out in Las Vegas. Over 1,000 media credentials, a new record. And $80 scalped general admission tickets and tickets going for four hundred plus to watch a meaningless game a debut i guess if you could say of two of the top five recruits in last year's college draft or college prospects that went to duke and yes you can be like well he got hurt he's gonna have injury problems no he had a knee on knee bang up and the pelicans are taking every precautionary reason to not let this guy get hurt he is a precious moment stall in a glass house No one touches him. We're not going to allow it. And if anybody does, we're shutting it down. That's fine. Again, it's July 5th. It's the NBA. They have to play 82, 81 games a year. But Zion Williamson is insane with the hype that he continues to grow with. Like, it just seems to just get bigger and bigger and bigger. High school, where's he going to go? He almost went to Kansas, went to Duke. He goes to Duke. Let's see how he does. Preseason, holy cow. Mainstream Duke keeps getting better. Gets into the NCAA playoffs. What was, or not NCAA playoffs, March Madness, the big tournament. What's everybody watching for? Zion Williamson. Now he gets to the NBA, and now everybody wants to go see him. Hell, even Barack Obama came and saw Zion Williamson, and tickets were outlandishly high for a college game of North Carolina versus Duke, which, I mean, that's one of the best rivalries in basketball, but the ticket sales went even more higher for that game because of one person. Zion Williamson is the next superstar of the NBA. In fact, he might have already surpassed several people that are currently on NBA rosters that have been playing in the NBA as more watched or more intriguing to go watch. It's sad this city doesn't have an NBA team because if it did and this kid came to town, it would be insane to go see him. Speaking of the NBA, I just wanted to like, we're going to talk about it a little bit on the other side of this break, but Woj, listen to Woj. He just said that his sources are saying that Russell Westbrook and his agent are talking with the Oklahoma City Thunder about a p- possible trade this summer. Mm. At least Woj is saying it. Anybody else says it, cut it out. Zion Williamson, real deal, fun to watch. And I'll tell you what, if you're really interested in watching the Clippers and the Lakers last next year, those games aren't going to start till like 9.30. New Orleans, those games, they'll be on before because you know who's playing for them. Also, if you want any reference to it, last night when there was a couple of steals where Zion was getting ready to break away, you could hear the crowd just be like, <gasps> it's insane, baby. But Kawhi Leonard's got a new team, and now there's new odds in the NBA because of, well, one man. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price. 610 Sports Radio. Sometimes in radio, you get lucky. Sometimes in radio, you're blessed with people going to different cities and you just get to fill right in right after they're gone. Sometimes you do a show that you're the only one on the air that day and more information keeps coming out. Adrian Wojnarowski is not done with ammunition just quite yet. 
This isn't a surprise. Well, maybe it is. But ESPN sources, Russell Westbrook and his agent, Thad Fosher. I would assume is how you say that name. Thad <laughs> yes. is his first name, so that's all you need to know. Are engaged with Oklahoma City GM on the next steps for the All-Star Guard, including the possibility of a trade this summer. As restricted free agent center, Ivaka Zubik has agreed to a four-year, $28 million deal with the Los Angeles Clippers. Excel Sports agents Jeff Schwartz and Mike Lindemann tell ESPN that coming from Adrian Wojnarowski is he's not quite out of bombs yet. But again, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna just advise you to just just listen to Wojnarowski. I have my alerts set for him, Schefter, Flanagan, guys that I know that are always around. Things basically all you need right there. If you want Royals, alert that or Cody Tap. You want NBA, Wojnarowski. You want NFL. Pick Schefter or Rappaport. I tend to lead towards Schefter. Jeff Passan, also a good guy for the MLB. Kawhi Leonard agreed to sign with the Los Angeles Clippers early this morning. A four-year, $142 million deal. And it couldn't have been any sweeter. Jerry West, who gets things done for the Clippers nowadays, continues to deal. A long time ago, he became the logo of the NBA, and that couldn't be more fitting. He changes the NBA and the way that he works with people. He got Shaquille O'Neal to go to the Lakers. He acquired Kobe Bryant to the Lakers and Paul George. Two other teams. He acquired Kevin Durant with the Golden State Warriors, and he's now acquired Kawhi Leonard. to the Los Angeles Clippers, which that seemed like a package deal because that's where the Paul George comment comes in as now he's he's acquired Paul George as well. Got Kobe from Toronto, I believe, right? Or the Bobcats. Kobe Mm -hmm. was in Charlotte. Mm -hmm. Stole Kobe from Charlotte to the Lakers. Got Paul George from Oklahoma City to the Clippers, along with Kawhi Leonard, Kevin Durant to the Warriors, Shaquille O'Neal to the Lakers. Jerry West, the logo... Continues to move. And according to the athletic, there may not be anybody who comes close in the history of the NBA or perhaps all sports who gets moves done quite like Jerry West. But to be fair, this was the biggest basketball story in the NBA this entire summer, and it's finally come to an end, but it's not quite over yet because when you take Paul George away from Russell Westbrook, the first thing you might think is, who can play with Russ? Nobody can. Paul George then tweets back out, I'm not here to slander Russ. And then Wojnarowski tweets out, ESPN sources, Westbrook and his agent are engaged in conversations with Oklahoma City's GM on the next steps for the All-Star point guard, including the possibilities of a trade. Which we already know that Russell Westbrook got paid, so there's no obviously decisions on the contract. Now Russell Westbrook is just out in Oklahoma City by himself. All his friends keep leaving him. Yeah, at one point he had James Harden and Kevin Durant. Then he just had Kevin Durant. Then he had Paul George. Now he's got nobody. 
if the Knicks, according to Nick Wright, who you used to hear on this station, if the Knicks hadn't signed all those guys to a one-plus-one deal and kept their cap space, they'd be an obvious spot for Russell Westbrook. But I don't see how they can do it now until midseason. The Lakers have no assets to give, and they just agreed to a bunch of free agent deals. Who's the team, question mark? Boy, I'd be signed up to watch Russell Westbrook go to Miami, play with Jimmy Butler Mm -hmm. down in Miami. But it makes you think because the NBA, which is not in Kansas City, but I wish it was, has so much going on that last night's Zion Williamson's game that we just talked about wasn't even the top story. Like all the excitement that is around Zion Williamson still isn't the main story in the NBA. It was Kawhi Leonard. And it's still Kawhi Leonard because what happens is Kawhi Leonard, with his move, he takes the toughest route. He goes the Clippers route instead of going back to Toronto to stay a powerhouse in the East where all you've got to really worry about is Philadelphia and Milwaukee. Also passed up teaming up with LeBron and Anthony Davis. Passed up on that. team in the Staples Center. And now he's going to team up with Paul George and the L.A. Clippers and make everyone on the West Coast excited, and make everyone else on the East Coast and in the Central time zones extremely tired. Yeah. Because now we have to stay up until 9.30 and last it all the way till midnight, which is fine because the Royals are doing a damn good job of prepping us for that. Just ask Cody Tapp in about 20 minutes. He just woke up. Four hours and 40 minutes last night. Well, really got him. But Kawhi Leonard does something that everybody that and that watches the NBA and follows the NBA kind of wanted. People were kind of done with the super teams, with the mega blockbuster team moves. They saw Durant and Kyrie go to Brooklyn, two-guy team. They saw LeBron and AD to LA, two-guy team. You see Jimmy Butler go out to Miami and just basically kind of say, I want to have a good time before I get done. The Sixers still have Embiid and Ben Simmons. The Bucks, they're doing all right. They got the MVP and the Lopez bros. They got all that kind of stuff going on. But when you look at what Kawhi Leonard did, he made the NBA that more exciting with the news in the offseason. And now with the news, it comes out with the Clippers signing him. And guess now who is the favorites to win the NBA championship next year? It's the Los Angeles Clippers. Because you got PG-13 and the Claw. Should be an interesting NBA season next year. And all we had to do was listen to Adrian Wojnarowski because guys like Mike Francesa who go out and talk about these things, here's what he sounded like when he thought where Kawhi was going. Uh, I don't know if Leonard's going to go to the uh, – if, uh, if I gave, I'd give you a guess on Leonard. I think Leonard goes back to Toronto. I think he doesn't go to the Lakers. He doesn't go to uh, Clippers. He goes back to his team. The reason I say that is because he gave them the last – he guaranteed them the last shot. You give someone the last shot where that's where you really want to be. If you guarantee someone the last go-round, you're going to get the last shot, which means you're going to know the other offers, you're going to know how I stand, and you're getting the last shot. That means that's where you want to be. That's what that tells me. So that's why I'm putting him back in Toronto. So there's Francesa. (laughs) Yeah, the Kawhi Leonard laugh has never been more played than it will be right now. Oh, yeah. And then Jalen Rose. Hell, he put his name on the line with a 99.9% guarantee saying this. As you just saw, Kawhi Leonard is in Toronto. What I'm 99% hearing 
Ooh. is that Kawhi Leonard will be returning to Toronto and signing a two-year contract. Mm. He just completed his eighth season. That's going to put him at 10 years. That puts him in position to get the largest available maximum deal for a player of his tenure. Wow. <laughs> and another an, one. Another Woj bomb. Free agent center DeMarcus Cousins, a.k.a. Boogie, a.k.a. I missed all year playing the playoffs, didn't win a ring. He's going to the Lakers. Agent Jeff Schwartz of Excel Sports tells ESPN that DeMarcus Cousins has agreed to a one-year deal with the Lakers. Boy, this NBA season is going to be great because now it seems that the narrative of the NBA and its rosters are two studs and a bunch of role players that can really get it done. And now the Lakers have AD, LeBron, and DeMarcus Cousins, and that's their answer to not getting Kawhi. As people were saying, what are they going to do? What are they going to do when Kawhi makes a decision? Are they going to go get a couple guys? Are they going to get some role players? They got Danny Green. They got Boogie Cousins to go along with the Brow and the King to go after the L.A. Clippers. Because like we said, like we had mentioned, there's new odds out in the NBA. There's new teams that are favorites. Obviously, Brooklyn's got a little bit. But next year, the 2019-2020 NBA championships updated. Clippers, 3-1. Milwaukee, 4-1. Lakers, 6-1. Golden State and Houston sit at 10-1. And then the Utah Jazz, shout out Quinn Snyder, sit at 12-1. The NBA's fun. The NBA is interesting, and I don't think it's done yet. It's something that's not done yet is this show. We come back, we got to talk about somebody who I think personally might now be in my horny Hall of Fame, and we do the two-minute warning before we send it to Cody Tapp. Out of Bounds with Dusty Likens and Nick Price, 610 Sports Radio. So breaking news in the NBA, in case you missed it, DeMarcus Cousins has agreed into a one-year contract per ESPN to join the Los Angeles Lakers. I was listening earlier, too, on my way into work at the Fox Sports Radio people talking about how who's going to play center for this team. Right. Just found out. Yeah, you found out. Well, wouldn't Anthony Davis? Yeah, but he likes to play four. Yeah, well. So. Also in breaking news, police say they have identified the ice cream liquor as a teenage girl of the Bluebell ice cream. Yeah, do you see how much, like, punishment she might get? That's disgusting. Yeah. I didn't know about this until like two days ago that there was some young lady going around licking ice cream and putting it back in the freezer. Started an internet craze. Like ice cream is not safe right now. You follow Rex Chapman on Twitter, Blocker Charge? Uh-uh. You don't follow that? No, I, I've i heard of him. We'll uh, start following it. It's great. Have you seen the video of the guy that arm wrestles his girlfriend? Uh, you showed this to me before <laughs> the show. You, that was so nasty, dude. I can't do that. Tomorrow, the United States men will play Jamaica. Um... And the United States women will play the Netherlands for the World Cup Championship. Speaking of, I said at the break, there's a new member of the Horny Hall of Fame. That would be Cody Bellinger. I said a couple weeks ago, a few weeks back, maybe a month or so ago, it kind of got some people outraged. In fact, I had a conversation with my own father about this. Which my dad's a huge baseball guy, but he's also like a respectful guy. He does a lot of stuff for the church and stuff like that. So like my dad and I don't always like see eye to eye when it comes to conversations about sports. And my dad is just really, really mad with the way Tim Anderson carries himself, which is fine. He's in right to his opinion. I love the way Tim Anderson carries himself. I love bat flips, though. 
And I tweeted out a video last night of Cody Bellinger hitting a walk-off home run against a pitcher who I will not name because he's no longer relevant because he absolutely got smoked last time. And Cody Bellinger hit a walk-off home run off an Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher where he did a bat flip and he raised his hands. And I'm assuming that the first thing people would say is say, oh, it's a little excessive. He didn't need to flip his bat. I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, U.S. men's plays Mexico. Not They play Jamaica, they play Mexico. Big rivalry game. My bad, thanks, 816. But Cody Bellinger flips his bat in a walk-off home run against the Arizona Diamondbacks, and people think to themselves, well, that's kind of excessive. And then this video is like a montage of what had happened previous. He struck out Max Muncy, pounded his chest. He struck out Jock Peterson, did the same thing. Pounded his chest, kind of went over-modulated on the celebration. Jock Peterson's face after that was awesome. And then Jock Peterson kind of looks at the pitcher. Yeah. He's kind of like, okay, we'll get fine. You. We'll remember this. There'll be another time. That same pitcher gave up the walk-off home run to... Cody Bellinger, and Cody Bellinger let him have it. And that's where I put this off at because it seems that everybody only wants to blame the batters in baseball when it comes to the bat flip. And I've always said this. When it comes to baseball, whether it be the Royals, whether it be the Cardinals, whether it be the White Sox, the Diamondbacks, the Dodgers, the Giants, the Padres, anybody, anybody, you are entitled to what you want to do in any situation. For instance, if you want to go back to that playoff game where Jose Batista flipped his bat to the top of the Rogers Center. In that situation, Jose Batista had never felt better in his entire life. Now, I'm sure he's never mowed his lawn in 100-degree weather and cracked open a nice cold beer. That's a pretty good feeling. But he flipped his bat to the ceiling. And people were like, that's a bit excessive. Have you ever hit a home run in the playoffs to go ahead and take the lead? I haven't, so I can't speak about it. But what I can say is, is that Jose Batista doing that left himself open to the pitcher for the next time they face each other. And he's got to own that. Just like in this situation, Arizona Diamondbacks pitcher strikes out, pumps chest. You've initiated the controversy. So if there's a time where they can get back at you, they're able to do it. Max Muncy hits a ball into the ocean against Madison Bumgarner. Madison Bumgarner had never showed him up. He had never pounded his chest, flexed on him, done anything of the moment. And then all of a sudden, Cody Bellinger gets that situation, slams a bomb, and does it. But you go back to Muncie and Bumgarner, and you think about what those two guys did. If he wants to not have me flip my bat or jog around the bases slower, he can go find the ball in the ocean. Now Madison Bumgarner, next move's on you. You can either squash it, let it be, which I doubt that happens because men are egotistical when it comes to professional sports, and they kind of want to show their territory. But now Madison Bumgarner has the opportunity to lay one in on Max Muncy. Now, it doesn't need to be chin music, but it could be like a thump in the back, right on the back pocket, and say, moves on you. Sorry, but that's just the way it goes. 
and like what we saw last night too, it doesn't even have to be about hitting a guy or getting the benches clearing or anything. Like go out there and show the guy up. Get him the next time and let him know, I got you. I got you this time. I and think that, that these this kind of like, I don't know if bad blood's the right way to put it, but this kind of rivalries between players is what we, why we're talking so much about the NBA because they have a lot of that and there's a lot of drama going on. That's something that baseball is kind of lacking right now. So I love to see this little back and forth of celebration and then, hey, I got you back. All of that is great for baseball. Because that's the way it is. And that's the way it's always going to be. And if a guy wants to flip his bat way too much, then he's going to get plunked a lot. He's going to become a heel. People aren't going to like that guy. But also take in consideration what this season is. Lots of these games in the MLB go on for four hours, three hours, and they end three to one. So when you get that one play where you crank a bomb in extra innings and you want to jive around the base a little bit, just know that it's fair that if people want to come at you, they're going to. I get it. People remember. Like Jonah Hill said in Superbad, people never forget. That's just the way it is. And I'm fair with that. That's what makes sports fun. A former sports radio host used to say, more hate in sports, more love in the world. Now he's in Chicago doing really damn good. It makes sense. People want to get mad at Antonio Brown for the Raiders because he gets a goat ring, because he talks a lot of stuff. Backs it up on the playing field. It's in the sport. He doesn't do that stuff in real life. And in baseball, when it comes to this, and Cody Bellinger hitting that walk-off home run, there's no better I got you than that. Showing dominance, showing what you're doing, and also continuing, continuing your legacy in 2019 that Cody Bellinger is doing, where he and Christian Yelich are making baseball seem almost like it was when Bonds, and, or not Bonds, but McGuire and Sosa in 98. These two kids have 30 home runs at the All-Star break. 30. They're young. They're studs. And they're getting it done, and they're doing it in fun ways. Yelich a little bit more boring. Cody Bellinger a little bit more exciting. Cody Bellinger is 23 years old. And he's been arguably the best baseball player in baseball this year. It's hard to debate between he and Yelich. But when you look at baseball, and you look at these teams, and you look about what we talked about earlier with the Royals, warning. it can be fun if you warning. allow it, and you accept it, and you understand it. What the heck? Let's go. You almost got that in. Two-minute warning. We wrap this show up in two minutes of what we talked about. If you missed it all, go to 610sports.com. Check out the website. Look at our page. Subscribe. Could be fun. Might like it. Subscribe on the radio.com app. you get a notification. Never miss another episode. Ever. Two-minute warning. Kawhi Leonard's landed in Los Angeles, but not for the Lakers, but for the Clippers. DeMarcus Cousins is now a Laker. He's playing for the Lakers with LeBron and Anthony Davis. That news just came in. Kawhi Leonard has made the NBA, I guess, a little bit more fun for those people that hate the big threes, that hate the super teams. It's no longer super team NBA. Now it's a little bit more even. And now the Clippers are the favorites to win the NBA championship in 2020. Mad Max pitches for the Ro- pitches against the Royals today. He's averaging 12 and a half strikeouts per game or per nine innings. Mm. Not game, per nine innings. I set the over-under today. I set the over-under for Max Max Scherzer today against the Royals. 11 and a half strikeouts. You can take the over-under. Follow me on Twitter, Dusty Likens.
Also, U.S. Women's National Team tomorrow, 10 a.m. on Fox. Alex Morgan, sip the tea. Do what you want. You don't need to explain yourself. Just let everybody know that you're about to win back-to-back World Cup titles. Let the next wave of women that follow you be just as dominant and just as prolific. Props, hats off, McCole Hardman. He's the story for the rookies on the Chiefs team. He may not replace Tyreek Hill, but he might replace Sammy Watkins. That was today's show in about two minutes. Happy birthday, Zion Williamson. You gave me a little bit of a celebration last night and 17-5 that came to watch you at Las Vegas. It's pretty impressive. Over 800... I'm sorry, over 1,000 credentials were given out. A new record in the NBA, the Royals, and the Nationals. They're next. They're playing in the old-school Expo jerseys. It'll be fun. Cody Tapp, he's coming up at... uh, He's coming up in just a little bit at 2 o'clock. Cody Tapp and his pregame show. Thanks, everybody, that listened to us today live and local. You'll get Jay Binkley tomorrow at 10 o'clock. And remember to listen all week next week as it is Christmas in July here on 610 Sports Radio. I'm Dusty Likens. That's Nick Price. Stay safe, Kansas City. Happy 4th of July weekend. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.